Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. This is actually an NXT podcast. I have my man Justin with me. That's some snazzy music, Kevin. I just I can't get past it. It is smooth. I try to mix it up a little bit. Got a couple drum beats I put in there sometimes. That's that is the generic comes with the machine I bought. Noise. It's not as good as this though. If you ever say anything funny, we're going with it. Okay. Yeah. That is not, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> All right. NXT 2.0, the new improved uh, Technicolor. Boy, version. isn't that? You, you can tell it's NBC because it's the colors of the peacock. It's the colors of an acid trip. Always. Timothy Leary's version of pro wrestling. As we get, I thought we started out hot. You did too? Oh, yeah. Man, you had, to, you had the heels come down, you follow them out, and they they approach the top of the – they come through Gorilla on both sides, and they're ready to fight, at the right? And it's the the heels, the Everybody faces. Goes. What? Everybody goes. Everybody goes. Everybody's brawling. And then you get the two – eventually the two competitors in this ladder match to see who gets the one-woman advantage, make their way away from the rest of the brawl. The officials get – that under control, but out of our sight. We don't have to worry about that because we have a match. We get what I thought was a was a match of the week candidate between Kylie Ray, Dakota Kai. We get the crazy spots where you know Dakota Kai jumps off the second to top rung of the ladder and does a coup de gras on top of Kylie Ray. Both these women's incredibly ready to die for our, our, our entertainment. Much appreciated. You loved it. Oh man, this match was killer. They were throwing some shots. Kaylee Ray, man, is as good as you're going to get just about. She is top notch. Yes. Everything tight. Everything looks real good. You know, I've never thought of her as a baby face. And I think they strictly aligned her with the baby faces to get the belt on her. Yes. I think she shoots through. I'm assuming that. EO's going to wind up getting to wrestle for the title and Mandy will cheat and win somehow, sillily, and maybe one more program and then we get Kaylee Ray with the belt and that's where the company really starts to go forward. That's my guess, if I was guessing. But did you think it was interesting that the Kaylee Ray winning gives the faces the one-woman advantage? Because normally it's the other way around, right? Almost always it's the other way around. I was very surprised. I was very surprised. Which makes me to believe possibly there will be shenanigans, Kevin. Well, tell me this. Do you trust anything Dakota Kai is doing mentally? No. Like if anybody accidentally hits her, it's going to be on, whether that's Mandy or whatever. Well, in, in, what if she has a flashback to her last, like the last war game she was in where she like killed Tegan Knox? Before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Or you could have who an uncomfortable Gonzalez and Kaylee Ray are fairly new to the We're Faces. Yeah, they could, either one of them could. Mm-hmm. Or you could do the shot. EO don't play well with others. Nope. Any of those could do that. I can't see them doing that with EO, but it might be the most interesting route. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Andre Chase, Cameron Grimes have a little thing going back and forth due to what happened backstage the week before. I thought the match was okay. I love both these guys. 
it wasn't much to it. They're having trouble. You know what it was, Kevin? What's that? It debuting the new GQ Cameron Grimes. It was. It was. Dude, yes. Cameron came out styling and profiling. Looking good. That hair. How do you get your hair? See, this is the whole character, though. Like, he gets his hair chopped off, Duke Hudson, and it accidentally makes him look better. <laughs> yes. That is what happened, regardless of whether or not, you know. But anyway, then then we have Duke come out. I, I, Duke doesn't do it for me yet. Dude, this whole part right here could be cut out. This was awful. Not even Cameron Grimes can save this. I agree. I agree. I feel like they got Duke probably walking around with Wade Barrett everywhere he goes, trying to oh get. Oh, my God. Yes, see that. Right? He, they want him to be Wade Barrett, and he just isn't yet. And I'm not saying he can't be, but he is but not yet. Didn't they cut Wade Barrett, Kevin? Wait, Wade Barrett's on commentary. Yeah, but Wade Barrett, when he was a wrestler, he got fired. Right, but Shawn Michaels didn't cut Wade Barrett. <laughs> True. Shawn said, oh, th- there was a thing during the week. Shawn spoke somewhere and said that Hunter's doing much better, but that he hasn't returned to work yet, and that he told Hunter, don't worry about it, which is <laughs> a nice way of saying, you know, Vince has always liked me best, right? I mean, he likes me better than you, and that's why I'm doing the show now. And you just stay home, you know. Yeah, he wishes I was his son-in-law. You know he does. You know he does. You know he does. He has dreams of it, probably. He's like him and Sean hanging out on the lake together or something. Dude, water ski. It's worse. <laughs> Vince. The first thing Vince does in the morning is put on assless chaps. <laughs> Which I can't believe I said that because I'm the first guy that believes that assless chaps is not a actual term. The term is just chaps. Yeah. But I was worried about the viewer who doesn't understand that chaps don't have butts in them. Listen, if you're out yeah. there though, people shouldn't have to say assless chaps because no, chaps saying, don't have butts in them. But assless chaps is shorter than saying chaps with no pants on either. Correct. But I shouldn't have to do that. No. He was just wearing chaps, should indicate what I'm saying now. And I believe that that is what Vince does every morning. Just a quick walk around the bedroom. You the know. sexy boy. Oh, he sings it. Oh, yeah. One of the worst, one of the few people that's a worse singer than Sean. Yes. <laughs> You've seen the video, right? Oh, my God. Of, of By the way, folks, we're... We're talking about a completely clean video unless we're talking about ear garbage where yeah. Vince sings. I will say I will say this. I mean kinda Shawn Michaels and the Tiger King share a lot of fashion sense with each other, mm-hmm. but at least on saying his own song. Right. Well the other thing is too though, Sean Sean has morphed from all of that into like the guy that lives down the road with you and drives to work on his four wheeler. Yes. Which is the, one of the funnier, probably, uh, better things about him is that he's become this, I don't care what I look like. I'm just here to help guy, considering <laughs> that he was always the, I totally care what I look like and I'm not here to help. <laughs> yeah. According to him. I have a show 
because Taker is kind of like doing that as well. Taker's like, I am done being a character. Mm-hmm. I'm Mark Cal, you know, right. I'm Callaway. I'm doing, I'm hanging out with Kevin Hart. I'm doing, you know, I'm hanging out with him and Sean should like, they should have a, like a show with them, like going and doing stuff. Right. With Stone Cold, because Stone Cold is still in character. <laughs> you should have them. Although I don't, I don't think it is a character for him though, but go ahead. Well, they have William Shatner, uh, Terry Bradshaw, Terry, Terry Bradshaw, Henry Winkler, all them travel. They should do a wrestling version of that with like Sean, Undertaker, Stone Cold. Staying on the Rock's property. Yeah, with Mick Foley. Because <laughs> he's one who won't pay for nothing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, back to the show, though. Yeah. Uh, you don't know it's nothing. Just put it out there. We want it. Right. Breaker, Waller, Hayes, D'Angelo get in the ring. And this is the we're going to let these guys that don't get to do promos or haven't done a lot of promos. Do some stuff. A pretty paint this by numbers. Where, Go ahead. This is where you can tell this is now back to being a developmental show. Right. Because this was a this was a you're gonna go out to the ring, each one of you has this amount of seconds to do promo. We're gonna rotate, everybody go. You know, you can see this being a drill in wrestling school. I, I almost wondered if there weren't cue cards with some of them. The way they were delivering it, I thought Hayes was fine, and I thought Waller Waller's actually fairly comfortable on the stick. I think he is too. I think he is too. He's comfortable being a goofball, which is one of those things. Once you're comfortable being silly, you can get comfortable doing everything else. Right, Breaker. I felt like had a little bit more trouble here, but he's also like the one I'm 100 percent sure is going to be the next champ. So whatever. But the thing is, when he has trouble. You just count it out as being like, well, there's a Steiner moment, and it worked for him. Yes. Him screwing up promos will work for him through his whole career. Well, I, I felt like that's one thing. When, when Steiner got to Impact, or at that point it was TNA, I think, when he did a little bit of work with Christian, it almost felt like, and I, I want to credit Christian for this, and I don't know if it's true, but it was like at that time that I noticed it, where and that was the same thing with AJ, where Christian kind of got with him and was like, "Dude, just kind of AJ, you're kind of funny, dude. Just kind of lean into that. You don't have to be by golly, I'm going to win." AJ Styles. Oh, you, Christian, you can. That's be- one. I'm glad you brought that up because I think Christian in that moment probably changed AJ AJ's career trajectory because that personality he injected into his character carried over into his heel work, carried over into everything else. And made him so much more dynamic. Think about it. He was well into his career when he got in WWE. Mm-hmm. And had been maybe the best wrestler on the planet or top two for a decade. And yet winds up being one of the great sports entertainers of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing you can. They gave that dude a cane and glasses last week and he made it work. Yes. And it was good. I, I, I rolled my eyes. It drove me crazy. It was also good. You know? <laughs> yeah. But and, and Christian, Christian's one of those guys that, like, you know, his influence was felt in a lot of places. And I think you're right on Steiner, too. You saw a lot of that. Yeah. All of a sudden, Steiner started leaning into the fact that he says dumb, he says things that you just can't understand sometimes. Yogi Berra-esque. 
Yeah, an aggressive Yogi Berra. And then, of course, that eventually evolved into the greatest promo of all times, beside Hard Times, with Dusty is the the Steiner math. Steiner math. <laughs> and you see these guys every week trying to, even now, like Taz tried to do Steiner math the other day on – and he couldn't make it work, but he tried because it yeah. will always be there. Steiner math is the wrestling equivalent of who's on first. Exactly. It looks easy, but when you actually try to make that bit work, it's hard to get it. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Legado Del Fantasmo. We get the obligatory thing where Zion Quinn comes out because wait, that's wait, a side wait, part. Wait. Go ahead. Johnny came out. Did Johnny come out later? Yeah, Johnny came out later after it was announced that he was going to be the one facing Braun Breaker. Yeah, Braun Breaker. He called him what he called him though? The big bad booty nephew. <laughs> yes. And man, if I'm Braun Breaker, I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, exactly, dude. Yes, sir. I'm the big bad booty nephew. You damn right. Okay, Kyle O'Reilly and Legado Del Fantasma. I thought they had a good match. I was a little. You know, you're not even going to mention Encino Man being in this match? Yes. Yes. Von Wagner was there. And I thought he did well. I felt like the match went well. I felt like we got the Zion Quinn thing going without interfering with the match itself as they're trying to be number one contenders. You have O'Reilly and Von Wagner go over. They're going to fight Imperium at the pay-per-view. I like it. Ah, man. I, man, Wild and Mendoza look so good in this match, man. I love those guys. Mendoza does things. And I used to think Wild was the better wrestler of the two. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Wild at all, but Mendoza does things that are just, he gets it. Yeah, dude, doesn't he? Yeah, he, it's not like, and there's nothing against what Ray Phoenix does because Ray yeah. Phoenix is an incredible wrestler or guys like that, right? Not that there's only like three guys in the world like that, but it's nothing against what they do. But what I mean by he gets it is he does things that sell the match and make, uh, the violence make sense or the attempted violence makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the guy. I love the guy. Yeah. I love all, I love this whole faction. I think they are badass. So keep them off the main roster. Yeah, keep them off the main roster. If we hear they're moving up, we'll know that they're uh, moving on up to AEW. Right. Or AAA, taking over AAA probably. Which would be great. Now, Zion and Electra had a little something backstage uh, out in the parking lot there where, you know, kind of sort of kind of warned him along with, you know, letting him know that she's still kind of interested. That was fine, I thought. I've heard the Tiffany thing, the Tiffany Rich Girl thing, which if they don't utilize the Hall and Oates program, uh, song there, she's a rich girl. If they don't do that, yeah. whatever, right? What are you doing with your life? Yeah, if they don't do that, they're crazy. But I've heard they're going to go away from that. I think the vignettes were already shot, but they may well, lean more into well, Rich Girl and further away from Daddy's Girl. That was, that, they've done that same bit for how many female wrestlers? And they've tried to start it, and it's bombed out, but they go right back to it. That's the same thing they did with uh, Liv Morgan when they tried to bring, you know. If you want to get somebody interested in them, you know, there's only one way to do it. Eye candy. That's it. We, 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 we can't do it any other. I don't get it. Like, to me, to me, the fact that somebody's pretty is kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. You don't have to emphasize that to me. No. Here's the thing. It's a TV show. 
most of the times everybody's going to be pretty. You know, I was thinking that when I was watching Raw last night. It is that uh, not Raw last uh, SmackDown? Yeah, SmackDown show. I was thinking, you know, every one of these people that comes out here looks as good as they can possibly look. Their mm-hmm. hair's cut perfect. Their eyebrows are perfect. You know, you don't have any like loose nose hairs. You don't have, there's nothing like, there's no blemish in any of these people's looks that are on that show. They're all mm-hmm. just, if whatever your best version is, they can deliver that for you. You can look like that. And then, they, you know, but anyway, yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, I could do without that. Cause to me, the character isn't a tennis skirt walking around a tennis court. Mm-mm. And when she swing, it, it'd be different if she threw the ball up in the air and she hit the ball and looked like Serena. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking too. Like a Mr. Perfect style. Like you thought it was going to be this, but I just like smash it. Right. Oh, right. Well, if she, yeah, but, it, but she doesn't look like she plays tennis. No, she doesn't like, she knows how to play tennis. So therefore it doesn't make like, what are we doing, guys? You know, <laughs> why tennis? Is that an is that an aristocratic sport or something? I don't. Yeah, I guess it is, but whatever. Okay, Joe Gacy, all inclusive. Speaking of, let's get away from this eye candy baloney. Let's get away from. We got Joe Gacy here to save us from this crap. This is not. Hey. This is the ideal body. It may not be what you want, but it's the ideal body. And Joe Gacy's going to save us from this 205 body shaming. And he's going to take the belt off Roderick, Roderick Strong. And Roderick. Roderick. Like Bo Derek, but different. Yes. And, and he was, he set up this little, uh, murderer's row of competitors he was going to face. An intergender match, which I was like, hey, all right, Vince is on board. Let's go. We wind up, of course, it doesn't go that way. What did you think about all this? It was uh, it was strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is going on here, really. It's interesting. I'm going to say that. It is interesting because there is no real face in this match. There is no real – I have no idea where – I don't know if they're trying to get rid of the 205 belt. That's what it sounds like. That's what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but the characters of diamond mind and Gacy and the weirdos he's assembling around him. I'm, I'm kind of fine with it. Yeah. Right now. (laughs) I, I hear people are really worried about, uh, what is it? Parker Boudreaux. The, the big guy in the jumpsuit because they're like, well, what are we going to do with him? And I'm thinking, well, if he stays in this for a month or two or for however long, really, he's not shown anything that's his character, right? No. So you could, in theory, just reintroduce him as anything you want because right now he's a blank slate and he's going to stay a blank slate except for being a killer until then. So I don't hate him being when in this. Get in the ring, though. That's interesting because I thought he was already kind of a wrestler. So it's kind of interesting I, that we've saved that. When he finally comes, they cut him loose, it's going to be like he's going to run over everybody. Right. I thought this next thing, Sola Sequoia versus Adris and Nofi, I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. Now, they did introduce Enofi as well, he's ex-military and or formerly 
retired military, and then mm-hmm. all that. I thought it was cool the way they introed him. I thought it was interesting. I was curious at first as he said, you know, hey, my value system isn't that different from Sequoia's value system, and we're going to go out there and try to provide. And they did try to – I thought they did okay with each other. I thought it was good. You could see potential in both of them. And then when you had Boa kind of do the little thing backstage where he looked like he was – his stomach hurt or something, and then it turned Worst into – acting I've ever seen, sir. I mean, that was terrible. It was not good. But then we found out that the reason it wasn't good was because he was being possessed by the spirit – which turned him into whatever ran out there and got in the fight with everybody afterwards. A Sequoia won, and then Anofi helps him. And if I'm saying that guy's name wrong, I apologize. It's only been one episode. And let me point out something though, Perkins. Yo, in the efforts of budget cutting, I think what WWE has just stumbled something brilliant here. Through use of possessions, Boa can essentially be a faction, but you only got to pay one guy. Right, and he doesn't have to be a top faction. No. He can just continue to job out in different versions of different people for infinity. For infinity. <laughs> right. Brilliant. Do we, do we, do they allow uh, Solo and I- Idris for a little bit, you think? I don't know. They at least did the little respect. I think with his name being Solo, that would be really <laughs> dumb. You can't be the Lone Rangers, Kevin. Do you remember the Lone Wolves? Can't be the Lone Wolves either, Kevin. <laughs> I swear I think Baron Corbin had Lone Wolves. Okay, so Indy Hartwell... Like Joe Montana. Oh. Yes. Indy Hartwell loses his, loses Loomis again through, via phone call. Persia wants to go out there and take him on by herself, or alludes to, will I have to, which means I really want to. And, but she winds up... We're going through the whole process again as Persia basically runs through two people. What are you thinking about this? It, they accelerated the storyline so fast. It's like these two were barely a tag team before this girl's coming out here by herself and smoking people and looking like she's going to break up with Indy. It's like. Right. So which direction do we go? We break up with Indy or Indy when Loomis gets back is ready to rock and they become this great tag team now that there's two of them. Breakup route. For me. If this was WWE, I wouldn't even think it was possible they would have a different route than the breakup. But because it's NXT, I would think, well, it's also possible that they stay with that. But mm-hmm. but because it's NXT 2.0, I wonder if they're not going to – I wonder if Indy being entertaining outside of the ring and Loomis being entertaining will lead them away from them wrestling at all for a little bit. That's possible. You know, which is – I don't think Loomis needs the ring time. I, I, and I find him in, I, I, you know, to put him in whatever you want. I love watching him wrestle, but I, I also like watching him stand there and look at people and the mm-hmm. awkwardness that brings into every scenario. So it's, yes. it's fine either way. Braun Breaker versus Johnny Gargano. I thought this was great as well. The big bad booty nephew himself. And guards wrote a good match for him. Boy, didn't he? You know, I thought he brought a good match for him. I thought it went really well. You know, Braun gets the win. They get the advantage. Do you find it interesting as we go old guard versus new guard? And it weirdly reminds me. Do you remember when, like, Billy Kidman was the new blood and Hogan and them were the old blood or whatever? Yes. Do you find it interesting that the young upcoming guys are the are the heel? Normally, you would think that 
Well, they're trying to hold us back, therefore, right? But because of the fact that there were so many roster cuts and because of the fact that everybody knows what's really going on in wrestling now, I do find it interesting that that this version of NXT is saying the people you're going to root for anyway because you want them to stay, we'll just go ahead and make them the baby faces. Yeah. You know, LA Knight. All in about six months anyway. Right. (laughs) Or none of them are going to re-out their contracts. Johnny Gargano signed a one-week contract extension. That tells me who's going to win this War Games match. Right. Right. He's, he signed a one-week contract extension. Golly dang. That's a shame that Mr. NXT is leaving. And, I, I, you know, Beth is leaving. I get it. The rumor was that it's just not fun to work there anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. And I would bet that it's not fun to work there anymore. For Gargano, for Champa, oh wow, for Roddy, you know, mm-hmm. because all the, they used to go to work with their friends. Now I think that for the up and coming guys, they're not looking at it like whether or not it's fun to work here because they're wanting to struggle. They want to prove what they can do. They want to be on TV. They're getting, they're willing to put aside that for the opportunity. Whereas, Gargano and them have already had the opportunity and done well with the opportunity and have achieved things in this company and they don't and all that's gone away mm-hmm. for them. And they didn't get a reward for it hardly. Well, now let's be fair, they lost. <laughs> right? I mean, they lost. The two the victor go the spoils. AEW won, and they're gonna get that whole roster. That's Congra- good point. Congratulations. That's a good point. And actually, you know what? If I get Johnny Gargano versus CM Punk. Oh, or Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, I was thinking the same thing. Daniel Bryan. Or Roderick Strong versus Adam Cole. Oh, wait. Dude, Gargano's going to tear Elevation up, bro. You're going to love it. Oh, it's going to be spectacular. Yeah. But, you know, that's what happens when you bet on a losing horse like Adam Cole. It's Okay. Uh, they got to look anything like Shawn Michaels, talk like Shawn Michaels, wrestle like Shawn Michaels. That Shawn Michaels guy, he wasn't nothing. Okay, wait. Still I, I, I like Adam Cole, and I'll, I'll give you this. He talks better than Shawn. He don't wrestle better than Shawn. No, I don't think he wrestles better than Shawn. I he, said like. He's in the same mold no, as Shawn Michaels. That boy ain't nothing. That boy, uh-uh, not Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> There's tears. Yes, the Night Rider was the best television show ever. There's tears to this, brother. <laughs> Night Rider was the best TV show ever. Okay. Uh, when when Kurt Angle got in the ring and wrestled Sean, and Sean, who knew four wrestling holds, made you think, oh, maybe Sean knows how to wrestle. That ain't something Adam Cole can do. That's because Adam Cole knows more than four wrestling holds. But you still didn't think he could wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't got to be real. It's real to me, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an illusion. Like, I don't have a problem. Look, I like Cole. I really do. I was kidding about that other stuff. But let's don't let's don't get crazy and start saying he's Shawn Michaels. I didn't say he was. I said he's like. And if you put some effort into him, if you'd have backed him, if you'd have got him, you know. Hold on. They put that man, he main evented SmackDown, Raw, and NXT in a week. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have put I no more effort into that. him. And he killed it and put on some of the best show, best matches we'd seen in a long time. And what they, what they do for that? Well, how Nothing long was he supposed to be the champ? 
three years? Not of they didn't move him up. They didn't. They didn't. Come on, man. He should have been moved up when they came out there and blew up SmackDown and Raw after that series. Adam Cole and Undisputed Era should have been on main roster, tearing it up. That dude should have had. Uh. Uh-uh. They gave him you his own show. Ball with him. Not pulling the trigger. The most important thing they had going was their little rivalry with AEW. And all they and all they said was, hey man, Adam, all you gotta do is go out there and put down your old lady. And he went out there and it turned out his old lady was better than him. And that's okay. We can all mm-hmm. live with that. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> your best friend Coke can be very disappointed in you. <laughs> Look, man, he, he Adam Cole's great. All right, and I, I actually – here's the problem with what's going on over there on the other show, just real quickly, is that I when Adam Cole was on AEW, I got a lot of him, you know? And now it's kind of – I'm getting him every week, but it's – there's just so much going on. You know, you know, NXT was very undisputed era-centric, you know? And now well, – you can't be that when you got Punk, you got Brian. It's the same thing you have on the Raw roster and the SmackDown roster. You can't – well, I, I say that, but, I mean, we've been able to focus on Seth for the last five years. And sometimes it's it's waned, but, you know, or we've been able to focus on Roman for the last 12 months. So maybe you can do it. But Brian Danielson and Punk, that are going to get that slot for a little bit. And you build him up into that spot. But that's a different show. Anyway, you believe that – at this pay-per-view, the young blood is going over. Braun's going to win. Braun, uh, and I'll call it Braun Breaker wins. Braun wins. Braun gets a rematch with Champa. Braun beats Champa, and the three what you would call pillar type guys that are left are gone soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, women's division: heels win, faces win. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna go faces on this one. I think they're gonna do a one and one. Does does I don't think you can cut that man's hair anymore. You're talking about you, hair you know, versus hair match. Uh, he's too, he's so beautiful now, Kevin. Are you gonna ruin that? But you never know. This might be another thing that he like he cuts his hair again, and all of a sudden, like, how does Cameron Grimes makes that look so good? Right, but Duke. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, if Duke were to be bald and ashamed, that would probably do wonders for his character, right? Because he feels so vanilla. Yeah, he's very vanilla. So this would kind of open up a door to us finding something underneath that makes that matters. And if he can't do if he can't oh my god, I only care about the perception of me as who I am as a character. Now I'm bald and I, I can't bear to to live with this. If he can't do that then I don't know what to do with him, right? Then you just take him off TV because he's not going to get it, you know? Because that seems like a softball to hit. He now, should enter Chase University. Yes, because Chase University has character. Yeah. Sorry, got a fan section. No, let me rephrase that. He is a character. Yeah, he is. I don't think he has character as a character, <laughs> if that makes sense. All right, uh... uh Kyle O'Reilly, Von Wagner, Imperium. Who goes over? Uh, I'm going to go, man, just because I'm in a fantasy book, Imperium up to. With Walter? Smack, I'm going to say 
Von Dinklage and uh, Kyle O'Reilly win. Okay. Okay. So your fantasy booking, to clarify, if they don't listen to the to our SmackDown podcast, you're hoping for Walter and Imperium to move on to SmackDown and face the, the bloodline. Yes. Which is, to me, that's the best program out there that we haven't already seen a little bit of. Which means we'll never see it. And to me, that's the best program out there probably in all of pro wrestling right now. Oh, God. Come on, though. Yes. I do. I mean, I really think that that's Walter Roman nose to nose seems great. And Usos can talk and Imperium really doesn't have to be able to talk because I'm, I'm, I'm better than you is there in the way they stand. Uh-huh. You know, it goes back, as you would say, it goes back to say Germany. Yes. And, and Italy. Yeah. And Austria, strangely. Here. I think that, I think that Gacy goes over. I think Casey goes over too. I think your boy gets in, or, or uh, Boudreaux gets involved. And it feels like the reason you're not calling this a takeover is because the guys who made takeovers really, a, they were big before your Undisputed Era. They were big before your DIYs. But the guys who made this what it, what it was prior to this odd thing that they termed as a war – are not going to be with the company because of what happens Sunday night. Is that right? I agree with that. This is like the swan song right here. Yeah. And you're going to let them all go out with a bang. But the way you lose, the way you go out in wrestling is you lose your last match. Right. Yep. The, you know, Everybody gets on the back. You, you go out on your sword. Okay. So are you going to watch? Are you, are you interested? Yeah. I'm interested. I want to see this. Right. I think, uh, I like the new guys. I do. I mean, it's, like you said before, like we've said, it's kind of like going to a high school game or a minor league ball game or a college game instead of a pro game. But I do find it interesting. I do. I am starting to get invested in some of the characters. When I watch Braun wrestle, I think sky's the limit. When I watch Carmelo or listen to Carmelo, I think sky's the limit. Same with his with his cohort trick. Uh, I feel like our old guard, your your Kyle O'Reilly's, your your Gargano's, your Champa's. I feel like those guys are better off if they leave. Although with ROH not being around, that I don't know financially how that works. If, if being, there is another wrestling company in six months to a year, there's a I ton of talent. Too much talent out there that somebody's not going to get it in their head that there's enough free agent talent to make a whole company right now. Yeah. It, it just that person's got to have money. Yeah, you got to lose money for a while. That because think uh, just think about it. You you're going to be up against two monoliths because the Khan family's all in. They are spending money hand over fist, and so you're going to have to be willing. Like whatever Billy Corgan's doing in NW over there. You're going to have to be willing to be in that niche right above that, like right, right above what Impact's or, doing. Does Billy Corgan? Here's a move: Billy Corgan go get some investors and say, "Hey, look, I've got a little operation now. There's enough talent out there that, with some investment, we might be able to take that next step and move up into the big boys." If he could get a television company to do that, like. Like what happened, what, like what ROH had going, or what's going on right now with Impact, I could see that, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he would trust 
look, man, when he when what happened with him and TNA and Dixie and all that, he probably don't want another partner. Yeah, I I'm mean, talking about investors, not partners. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Right, like. He he's not gonna want to negotiate with nobody anymore. And he, you know what? If you know Billy Corgan, he wasn't a negotiate. He wasn't a negotiator with the Pumpkins either. No, <laughs> he knew he was a star. Yeah, right, right. Well, he wrote the songs, you know, and uh-huh. sang. So y'all, the rest of y'all can get on board. Or you can get going. So for my man Justin from EKP, it's been a NXT podcast. Copyright twenty twenty one. Check out our friends at the Game Project and check out our friends at Daily Smart. Justin. Go home.